You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you as we get over the hump together and the trio is together once again. How the heck are you? We are Miller and Moulton. This is the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. So do you wish I was 350 miles away or is it okay, you know, us being this close? It's okay. (laughs) For now. (laughs) 20 minutes with me in the same room as you and you're like, when the hell does he leave town? A lot of energy here this morning. That's I will right. say that. That's right. Sunshine over there. And his Pistons won their ninth game of the year, and apparently it was worthy of multiple texts. See, they, I tell you, you know, he and, and his predecessor, Felipe, they get so excited when you come in. They're First off, they're in here. There are two rooms that we right. do the show in. There's my room, <laughs> and there's Trent's room. I usually don't leave this room. My room. Oh, okay. Yeah, go to your room. That's usually. <laughs> exactly. And I have my area. Trent has his area, and there's you know there's greetings, and we we speak, but he doesn't come over here a whole lot. This morning, Moulton's in town. Well, Computers are turned on. He's in here chatting it up. Well, he knows that I don't know how to turn the computer on. Never mind. I don't know the codes, and you, you need, like, CIA security clearance to get on this damn thing. So, I mean, I appreciate him coming over and, you know, giving the, the passcodes and what have you. Well, full transparency, we only got it running about 30 seconds before we went live. That's true. That's true. We literally got it up at about, uh, well, 6.01. It started working. So, all right. Nice to be here. Good to see you. Glad you're here, David. (laughs) Mark, you know what? You need a haircut. Badly. (laughs) Badly. Getting that tomorrow after the show. Already have the appointment at the salon, David. (laughs) At the salon. Very nice. My mom. So, I was talking to her on the drive down. And uh, she said, uh, listen, if it makes you feel any better, uh, I notice your haircut. Okay. You know, you've got, you've got Mark, you've got Trent, you've got me. Three of us notice your haircuts. I go, oh, that's good. That's good. Right, Wife didn't notice it. No, nah, she's 0 for 4. She's a four months worth she's missed. Oh, yeah. She's like 1 for 9, to be honest with you. I, I mean, you know. Do you think there's any way that she now knows that it bothers you and is Specifically, not telling you that you've got a haircut. Well, she's only known it for about a decade. So, uh, but no, no. I, my wife, she claims she still loves me, and and I have to admit, I, I really believe she does. I think she likes me. I think she loves me. All right, I do. She's just, <laughs> I could be a cardboard cutout. I really could. <laughs> you get to a certain part, you know, nearly thirty years married and what have you. It's just like uh you traveling again? When are you coming back? All right, good. Love you. Be safe. You know, that sort of deal. So I guess that's where we are. That's all. We're just I'm, my travels are just winding up. I may be done. I may be on the road a couple of days next week, and then I think that's it till football. Till Brazil. All right, I really think my first road trip could be Brazil. We're convinced we're getting that game. It's a lot of miles. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, from that standpoint, that really helps the mileage account. <laughs> it does. What do they speak there? Portuguese? Or, yes. You gotta get on you gotta get on Babel or something and start learning Portuguese. No, I don't. No, I don't. I'm gonna try to get on Air Aikman is what I'm gonna try to get on. Okay. 
going to put me in whatever four or five star hotel they're going to jam us in. I'm going to stay in the room. I'm going to do a couple shows back to the States. All right. Do the game and get the heck out of Dodge. That's what I'm going to do. I mean, what do you think? I'm going to, you know, like, you know, grab I mean, a, I, I, I maybe get a little culture. Yeah. And, and grab a forerunner and just head into the hills. <laughs> just immerse yourself a little bit. That's well, all. Yeah. I, I, I don't... Oh, no. I'll do some R&D, but you mean I have to communicate with people? I mean, no, no. Just how about if I just observe? I think it'll go better that way. Probably better for them. You really, I mean, they don't need to. You know, I don't need to hear them say in whatever their native language is, ugly American. I, I don't need to hear that. Fair enough. Wonder how they are at like the supermarket checkout lines in Brazil. Oh, see, I guarantee you, there's no ten and under. It's just one line, and everybody's in it. And some guy's sitting there with two items, going, "Can I get in front of you?" And when I walk in front of the old lady in Brazil, and with two hands up, ten, ten. Okay, I, I that's got to be universal language. All right, if you have seventeen items in a ten or under line, I think we can communicate. I will get my point across. I may get arrested. But everybody will know. Man, that guy was really upset. Well, David, one and one last night with the system. No, the system was one and zero. Oh. We dragged, we pulled the game into the system. Okay, and that one we got beat at the buzzer. But the system was one and zero. Oh. Well, we have been taking the home favorite against ranked teams as well, and it's done reasonably well okay i'll tell you what then then the system was two and one because what's the second thing on our list team coming off their biggest win of the year losing losing forget covering just losing the next day wake got beat at notre dame last night after beating duke i mean so the system you could say the system went two and one but okay and Mississippi State was up by 10 at the half. Oh, yeah. Had them armbarred for a while. And Kentucky, sure. who can score, yes, they can. started getting it going late in the second half and pulled out the victory. They're fun. I, I know a lot of people don't like Calipari. A lot of people got a Kentucky thing. That's a fun team. They score points. Don't exactly always play defense either. I mean, a Kentucky game is fun. It really is. Because they can get to triple digits in 40 minutes. And there aren't a lot of teams in college basketball that can pull that off. Right. I mean, you know, John Cal did spend a little time in the NBA. I mean, he's he's working this team kind of like, we just need a couple stops late, boys. That's all. Just keep doing your thing. Up and down, all around. Yeah, a couple stops late would be great. So, quite a few buzzer beaters last night. Trent's got his work cut out for him. All right, don't know what he can get his hands on in terms of uh, play of the day calls. We had, what, a trifecta on Monday? Right, you had the pro game there with the Cavs. Yeah. Which that was... Half-court shot, leaving a little beyond. Game right winner. after a big shot on the other end. Right. I like mean, what a, fin before. what a finish in that game. Same with Mississippi State-Kentucky. You had the deep three and then the Kentucky shot to win it. And then Nevada hits a little over half-court shot to beat Colorado State last night. So, three buzzer beaters in hoops last night. It's a good problem to have. Listen, he's, he's running on adrenaline right now. All right, he stayed up to watch his Pistons. Which, I mean, what a glutton for punishment he is. But then also, I think he stayed up and watched a little late college hoops and or a little association after that. Because, well, I know what time he's supposed to be in here by. He was not in here by that time. I was first one here today. 
Okay, I'm like, ooh, somebody's dragging. He comes in bouncing though with his Dennis Rodman Pistons jersey on. I mean, the wardrobe is not that extensive, David. I, I swear it's Felipe's wardrobe all over again. I think they just exchange items. They really do. What basketball thing do you? Ooh, I, I I don't have one of those. Can I give you one of these for that? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I feel like this is Pistons 87-88. Trying to figure out, did they lose to the Celtics in the conference finals or did they just beat them? I think I'll tell you what. I'll go 88. They just got by the Celtics. They're in the finals for the first time. That's what I feel like I'm looking across at. And they should have won that series too. <laughs> they should have won the finals. <laughs> wasn't even, wasn't he even wasn't born. born. He wasn't, wasn't even, even an born. idea. No. No. Phantom foul on Kareem. <laughs> well, yes. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Let's see. Bill Lambeer guarding Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in a tight spot late. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, which way are we going Especially on that one? 35 years ago with the way they officiated. Hmm. Hmm. In Los Angeles. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, I love the fact he, he's still holding that grudge. You don't think that was passed down, do you? Not at all. No, no, not at all. Otani homered, okay, if you're into, you know, spring training and baseball and, and that sort of thing. You know, they're playing games in, the, like, three weeks. Uh, Dodgers and Padres are starting the year off in Korea, I think. On, like, March 22nd, I think it's three weeks Friday. They're playing games that count right. the standings, right? It's that thing that we always love. They go out of the country. They play a couple games to count the standings. Then they come back, and what do they do, Mark? Play spring training games. <laughs> As if spring training was not a cash grab at all. Right. And, of course, the guys who played in the games that count are not going to play in the spring training games because they're like, oh, what, are you kidding me? Good news is about that Padres-Dodgers. It should be on at like 3, 4 in the morning, so we should be able to catch a couple innings of it during the show. Oh, you and your morning sports. All right. If you won the lottery and you had just so much money that you go, you know, I'm going to just spend some money and try to create. You would try to, I think, come up with like a morning sports service of some kind. Live sports in the morning in the States. I think the name of your network would be Before Noon. <laughs> or AM sports. Okay, only in the AM. Games go beyond noon. I'm not interested. You've got a dad dumb good point, David. <laughs> you really do. Between the British Open, you know, we'll get Olympic stuff coming this summer that I'll be watching early. You, I think, would make a bid on like West Coast Conference basketball, but you would say you guys got to hold off till 9 o'clock local. Okay, we're tipping at 12.01 AM. You'd bring back Midnight Madness. All right. You know what you'd have? You'd have the rights to University of Hawaii sports. All right. You'd be all in. You'd love that. I love every part of this. <laughs> Everything you're saying, I I totally agree with you on. What conference is Hawaii going to join? The Big Ten? <laughs> Who's not joining the Big Ten? That's what I want to know. It's the better question. Listen, what's more complicated? All right. College realignment or the Middle East? Honestly, I, I think it's it, – they're – there seem to be as many moving parts these days. I don't know. A little more artillery involved than one, but it just seems as if, man, this college thing is complicated. And messy and ugly Ooh. and unseemly and everything right. you want to throw at it because right. there's nothing about it right now. Even you and I, who are all for yeah. the athletes getting paid. Oh, this is a mess. This is, this and it's is, all for the worse. No one wanted it. No one wanted it this way. Nobody. Well, I wanted the athletes to get more. 
I did. I did too. It's the conference realignment. That's the stuff. I mean, college right. sports is all about rivalries and angst, and and they've ruined that. And I don't see how you put that genie back in the bottle either. Once you take the college out of college sports, the, what made it charming? Once you eliminate the charm, it's kind of like a relationship. You know, once you don't find the other person charming, it takes a lot to find them charming again. Kind of like Miller and Moulton, right? So what he's looking at me today, kind of like, man, when does he go back to Jacksonville? Golly. I was just trying to look and see if I still found you charming. <laughs> Based on the look on your face, you know what? You need to be gentle in the face. Boy, you look charming, David. It just hurts to do that. Uh, you don't lie very well. You never have. No. Miller and Moulton. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. 21 minutes past the hour, top of the morning to you. Happy hump day. Let's get over it together, shall we? Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. All three of us in the same place, which only happens uh, one or two handfuls of times a year these days. So that's nice. All right. It is good to see you. All right. Even though I spend more time with you than I do with my wife. Okay. Yet we're do it 350 miles apart, but I, I feel as if I... Honestly, I talk to you more. I don't. Who in the world do I talk to more than I talk to you? There is no one. I mean, it's it's impossible, and it's why I laugh all the time. People, I got a text. A buddy of mine up in Michigan listens to the show occasionally. Okay, and when he listens, he makes sure he lets me know that he's listening. All right, that's thanks. Nice. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Which is an old joke. It goes back to the people who hate. Oh man, when we first started, uh, not popular. Not, no, wasn't going well. We used to get some of the nastiest texts and emails. And Mark early on said, David, I'll take care of this. And Mark, how would you respond to everybody? Thanks for listening. Yep, that was it with an exclamation point at the end. That's all that matters. <laughs> and after I thanked him for listening, he says, do you and David go out and have beers much? I said, well, he lives in Jacksonville. I said, but No. You said, well, I think we did in 2017. Right. I mean, before we did the show, we would yeah. hang out a lot more, but right. four and a half hours a day is, <laughs> for the most part, plenty. Right. In fact, usually by the bonus hour, we're both kind of like, ah, man, what the heck. Hey, uh, something I think exciting was talked about yesterday in the NFL. I might actually have to say a few kind things, although it wasn't Jarrah who did it. It was his son, Stephen Jones. Did you hear what he said out loud yesterday? He wants to bring back the kickoff. Okay. He said, it's ridiculous. It's a ceremonial play now. He said, it, it's a waste of time. He said, either do away with it or let's bring it back. And so 78% of kicks last year were not returned. Only 22% of kickoffs were returned in any way, shape, or form last year. And so Stephen Jones said, now, you know, we know by talking to Pat, and by the way, Pat will be on in a little more than an hour. We know from talking to Pat over the years that the NFL likes to, doesn't like to take anything from anybody else. They don't ever want to be seen as following but Stephen Jones has got a bunch of proposals, apparently. He has talked to a bunch of special teams people, including their special teams coaches highly thought of. 
Um, I think it's uh, John Fossil, Jim Fossil's son, the late Jim Fossil. And he's got a bunch of proposals, and one of them's the XFL proposal, which I have to admit, I didn't watch but six XFL plays, I think, last year. But supposedly, isn't that the receiving team is all lined up at the 30 and the kickoff team is all lined up at the 35, but I don't know if the kicker gets a running start or even if they do get a running start, it doesn't matter because if it's six, seven yards in the end zone, okay, the team running down to tackle doesn't have a running start, so they're not nearly as far down the field. So therefore, and since they're lining up 50 yards or what is it? Uh, 35 yards away from each other. If the one team's lined up on the 35, the other team's lined up on the other 30. So they're lined up 35 yards apart. And I guess that's how the XFL did kickoffs. And that's one of the proposals that Stephen Jones has in there. But he's he's serious about this. He's like, I'm putting it before. The, and he's on the competition committee. And he's like, we got to bring the kickoff back. This sounds, it sounds, sounds like a poll question. Well, I don't know who'd be against it. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know who would be against it. Who wants the status quo of the kick being a ceremonial play? Yeah, you're right. It is a colossal waste of time. Um, not only that, especially to start games. Ah, the hoopla and the flyover. And, ah, 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 we're ready to go. I'll start from the twenty-five. <laughs> and I think it's great that he's trying it. I don't have a lot of confidence that he'll have much success. I do think the fact that he is on the committee and he is proposing it, that I think Rich McKay, because for whatever reason, Rich McKay has all the power. He's the head of the committee, which I have no idea why. But, I mean, because everybody is sick and tired of him, so I don't know why they continue to let him be like the head honcho on the committee. I really don't. I mean, at this point in time, I mean, he's had a good run. Just let's go with somebody else who actually wants to do some of the things that people want. But I wonder if also Devin Hester getting in the Hall of Fame is kind of. People I, have the itch. Well, but also, isn't it a bad look for the NFL? It's like we're going to celebrate Devin Hester and put him in the Hall of Fame for something that no one else is allowed to do anymore, essentially. Right, like the next guy that gets into the hall for doing what Devin Hester did is going to be in like 40 years now. Well, no. No No one would ever get in doing what he did because no one does it anymore. The only chance would be to go back and put a bully up White Shoes Johnson or somebody that did it previously to him to recognize other great returners. But you wonder if Hester and his speech will – even bring up the fact that you're putting me in for something that you don't do with I mean well we just had a Super Bowl without a single kickoff return every kick was a touchback now and I, they're not even close by the way I mean that's to me you're gonna have to change the rules so dramatically because these kickers I'm guessing standing still might be able to kick the ball through the back of the end zone I don't know if if with like a two-step run-up if you can kick it six, 75 yards, though. I really don't. But to Mark's point, it's just sailing. Like, the guy doesn't Yeah, even oh, move. there's no doubt. I mean, they I- kick it farther than ever before. No question. They're better trained. The kicking is so much better than it was 30 and 40 years ago. No question. But 
I just found that encouraging. I'm like, wow, they want to bring the kickoff back. Because obviously we all know why they started legislating it out. They were worried about concussions. And they claim they're still worried about concussions. So I'm curious how Stephen Jones is going to get over that hurdle. That seems like a pretty big hurdle. It seems like a mountain, actually. You know, what is it we say when they start going in one direction, how difficult it is to get them to go back? When do they ever go back? But he really wants to bring the kickoff back. And I don't think the Players Association is going to fight him. In theory, wouldn't that, I don't know, make the game. Creates another, well, it creates another specialty. Yeah. I. Well, also, competition committee thing aside, is there an owner that you'd rather have spearheading the cause than Steven slash Jera? Uh, Kraft. Kraft would be the only one. Kraft. But, but you know, if we get a few here, if, we get, if Kraft and or uh, Clark Hunt – Okay, if 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 we get those three lined up on an issue, throw in a Rooney and I was a Mara, say you put a, they, and you then beat me to now it, we're talking. Now we're talking, but yeah, I mean, there's no doubt the two most influential owners are Kraft and Jera, and if Jera's kid is proposing this, then obviously his father's on board. But I I found that encouraging. Like, wow, wouldn't it be nice to have kickoff returns again? I mean, what do you think? More exciting. Oh, there's no doubt it, it. the way it can flip a field with a return. Plus, they're exciting. Yes. I mean, a good, a big return's exciting. A hard hit to stop them on the 14-yard line's exciting. You Sometimes know, they muff it like a, a fumble is exciting. I mean, don't you feel like taking kickoff returns out of the game is kind of like taking putting it out out of golf? It would be like the PGA Tour, once you get inside three feet, nah, just pick it up. To me, that's what eliminating the kickoff return feels like in football. Ah, that's good. It is so exciting when... Like, I'll take a three-footer if you want to <laughs> well, get I know team. you would. You're not on tour. We sit... My season tickets are right behind the goalposts, and when you see the guy actually take it out, there's, it's, it's so exciting. It's electric. It's electric, which is right up there with Iconic. But it's not Rocky Four. What is? The starting five. That's next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 22 minutes before the hour. Pat Kerwin, one hour from now. Seth Everett in our 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk hockey a couple hours from now. We got a trade deadline coming up, folks. You don't need to know anything more, all right? Drafts and trade deadlines, that's what the sports world's all about. Occasionally, we play some games. Otherwise, it's drafts and trade deadlines. It's all that matters. How are you going to cover that on uh, your AM sports network there? I mean, just, you know, nonstop talk till noon and then give it up. What channel are you going to recommend they go to? Well, it depends on the league. For the NHL, I'd just assume they stick with us because they probably won't cover it. No. <laughs> Which is good because our guest is coming and works for the NHL Network and NHL.com. So we'll ask him point blank, hey, do you know there's a trade deadline a week from Friday? Were you aware that there was a lockout? <laughs> Wait, what? Missed a whole year, in fact. 
It's like the Big Ten Network when they didn't cover what was going on during the pandemic. Um, all right. 20 minutes before the hour. Let's do this. Time for the starting five. Five stories you need to know. It's the starting five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Yesterday might as well have been media day at the Combine. Yesterday was all the GMs and coaches who decided to go. You know, half the head coaches aren't even there. Right. They're like, ah, come on, it's a beauty contest or whatever. Our medical staff's there. That's all we need to know. Give me heights, weights, hand size, 40 time. That, that's all I really need. And I guess the GM's responsible for the interviews. Yeah. And what, 15 minutes, I, I guess, is the most that you get. But um, all the GMs were there, half the coaches, and a uh, lot of talking to the media. Pat Kerwin flew in in the morning. He did a bunch of interviews. He'll join us an hour from now. There was some news made by some of the talkers, though. Like in Kansas City. They flat out said, yeah, our priority is Chris Jones. We're going to get him signed. This Legereus Sneed fella, yeah, we'll tag him if we have to. And by the way, we're, we won't be happy about tagging him. So much so, in fact, that if we have to tag him, we're probably going to trade him. So they have a track record of not keeping corners there. If you look through their history... They they typically don't make the decision to keep the corner. So or pay the corner, if you will. That's basically their way of publicly putting pressure on Sneed and his agents saying, if you want to stay in Kansas City, we need to work out a long term deal. If you want to go elsewhere because you're unhappy with what it is we're offering, then we're gonna tag you and we're gonna send you elsewhere. And it may not be where you want to go either. Just so you know. So that's out there. We mentioned last segment, uh, competition committee member Stephen Jones proposing changes to bring the kickoff back because only 22% of kickoffs were returned last year. By the way, uh, Bucks did say publicly that they very much want to bring back uh, Mike Evans along with Baker Mayfield. And the Bucks, along with the Giants and other GMs, have said, you know, this bump in the salary cap has actually maybe changed our thinking in a good way that we can afford some of the people that we didn't think we could afford. So there. College basketball last night. Top-ranked Houston avoided the upset at home but held off Cincinnati 67-59. Kansas did not avoid the upset at home. Their 19-game home win streak snapped by BYU. You know, you got to hand it to them. BYU-UCF, the new teams in the Big 12 in football this year, did not fare all that well. They're doing much better in basketball. I mean, UCF's got three wins over ranked Big 12 teams this year. You know, BYU going into Allen Fieldhouse and beating the Jayhawks. Mark Pope, the longtime BYU head coach, said, I've never been in an atmosphere like this. He goes, this was amazing. And just think for the Kansas people, I mean, you know, a Tuesday night against BYU, I mean, they, they, they probably brought 70% of their A game to that one are you kidding BYU whatever I mean you know this ain't Texas right 
not so, Kansas State. It's right. not. No, this is BYU. Baylor, this is Oklahoma just a State. Right. This, this is was BYU. supposed to be a formality. BYU on a Tuesday. Are you serious? I mean, I got plans at Applebee's after this. Um, Kentucky was a road dog at Mississippi State. In fact, the money kept coming in on the Bulldogs. They tipped off a four and a half point favorite over the Wildcats. Mississippi State hit a three with about 11 seconds ago to tie it. Reed Shepard at Kentucky hit a foul line floater at the buzzer to win it. Kentucky 91, Mississippi State 89. Dayton got by Davidson, 21st ranked Dayton by 14. Our system play of the night, Utah State ranked 10.5 point favorite on the road. Against below 500 Fresno State, doesn't matter. Just take the home dog, and sure enough, they lost in overtime, but they covered 77-73. Florida State, a winner over NC State. Knowles are above 500. And another one of our plays, it's not a system play, but it's our second favorite play of the year. What do you do? The game after a team scores their biggest win of the year, you bet against them. And in fact... Don't be afraid to bet the money line against them that they're going to lose the next time out. Last time we saw Wake, they were beating Duke at home. Wake went to Notre Dame last night. Not a good team. Got beat. 70-65. For the record, BYU hosting TCU on Saturday. There you go. There you go. I thought the reason Trent came in all happy and peppy and bursting with love was because the Heat won again, and he has just been on a Heat heater betting Miami. They went to Portland. Jimmy Butler, Terry Rozier, and company back in the lineup. Butler 22-9, and Rozier 19, and even though they were down 10 at the half, the Heat beat the Blazers by 10, 106-96. Orlando, we should have bet this. Brooklyn back-to-back nights on the road. We should have bet this. All right. Orlando beat them by 27, 108-81. Magic, remember when they started 16-7? and Well, they're almost back to that threshold again. They're back seven games above 500, trying to avoid the play-in. I think it's going to come down to the Magic or the Pacers for the the last spot to avoid the play-in. Possibly, and because the Sixers keep fading. Speaking of the Sixers, without Embiid, They lost to the Celtics, 117-99. Nine-game winning streak for Boston. Jalen Brown with 31. They're 46-12. They're playing nearly 750 basketball. In fact, they're playing 750 basketball. They're playing nearly 800 basketball. That's pretty good. Uh, Where are we? Pelicans bomb the Knicks. 115-92, 115-92, outscoring them by 16 in the fourth. Max Struess hit a 55-footer at the buzzer. Cleveland over Dallas, 121-119. And Chris Paul returned after missing seven weeks. Played 22 minutes at 9.6 assists. Golden State beat Washington by 11. Hockey. Did you see the power outage in Philly? I did. Had the game on. So they're about, what, six minutes into the game, it's one nothing Flyers, and then all of a sudden, what in the world's going on here? And there was a transformer that blew in the building, and the whole side of it was dark. The one side that uh, I think the, was it the, in the first period, the side that the 
Flyers were shooting at or the Lightning were shooting? I think it was the Lightning were shooting at because the Flyers goalie was in a little bit of darkness and he didn't really want to continue playing. But his coach was like, we're up one nothing. We're continuing to play. Uh, but they lost power in the broadcast boots. They lost power throughout the arena. There was no organ. There was no music. I mean, it was only, it was like an, the players said it was like an outdoor game where it was just you, the hockey, and the fans. And that was it. Flyers scored five times in the third period. Five in the third. Two of them empty netters, but still. 6-2 over the Lightning. The Lightning started pulling the goalie with nine minutes left in the game. <laughs> I know. And Stammer scored one, and then uh, they had a couple empty netters. Yeah, Cooper will do that. He's got no eight minutes to go. We're down three. Nah, what the heck. Face off in the zone. Vasilevsky, come here. Uh, Panthers. Matthew Kachuk had missed some time injured. He came back. Goal and a helper. Florida 3-2 over Buffalo. They are tied with the Bruins for first, but they've got the game in hand. How about your guys' wings? Six in a row, I think. Six-game win streak, which is the longest this decade. All right. They are just two points behind Toronto for third place in the division. You're almost not a wild card anymore. Of course, I don't know if you really want to finish in third. I'd much rather be the first wild card and play the New York Rangers right. as opposed to playing the Florida Panthers or the Boston Bruins. Exactly. I'm with you. Speaking of Toronto, they had their seven-game win streak snapped at home by Vegas 6-2. to By the way, that's the 300th win in franchise history for the Golden Knights. They are the fastest team in NHL history to get the 300 wins. They did it in a little over 500 games. You think about it, most expansion teams struggle. And they're winning over 60% of their games. Uh, what else we have? Colorado over Dallas. That could be a Western Conference final, except they're in the same division, so I guess it can't be. 5-1 Avs over the Stars. This Nathan McKinnon guy, Mark, not just a goal and an assist, but he has scored a point in all 29 home games this year. Not a single home game that he hasn't been on the score sheet. And Gary Bettman flew to Winnipeg yesterday after the Winnipeg owner last week in an interview with The Athletic said, yeah, if we don't get our season ticket base up and the fans don't start showing up, this franchise isn't sustainable here. They already play in the smallest arena. That's not Phoenix because they're playing in a 4,500-seat hockey arena. But their maximum capacity is a little over 15,000. Their season ticket base is down to 9,500. Three years ago, it was 13,000. Right, and they need to get it back to the 13,000 mark for this franchise to be someone that they can sustain themselves in Winnipeg. Right, and then Bettman visited, and he, I will say he was all positive, didn't, didn't try to say warning signs, but he just said, you know, the way you guys are supporting them now, you know, they may still be in the league, but they ain't going to be any good. Well, and they're good. I know. What are they, in first? Yes, they're in first place. They've got one of the best goaltenders in the game. Right. I know. They're not the most exciting team in the world. I will say that. but Well, there is that. But anyway. Uh, Major League Baseball. So, Otani had his spring training debut for the Dodgers yesterday, and he homered. So, you know, they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over that. Cardinals signed longtime Giants infielder Brandon Crawford to a deal. He's 37. I will say the Cardinals have made a lot of moves this year. I don't know if they've signed anybody under the age of 30. Remember the Phillies team, 83? 
They called them the instead of the Wiz kids, which were I think the Phillies team of the fifties. The eighty three team went to the World Series, but they were all old. You know, Rose at first, Joe Morgan was on the team. They called them the the Wiz kids. Okay, the Cardinals are trying to recreate that. Honestly, AARP I think could be a sponsor of the twenty twenty four Cardinals. Still may be good enough to win that division because it's not very good. Uh, Byron Buxton played center field in a spring training game in Fort Myers yesterday. Why is that a big deal? He hasn't played the outfield since August of 2022 because of two knee injuries. Every time he played last year for the Twins, he was the DH. So Buxton roaming the outfield, and when he's healthy, he's one of the best outfielders in the game. He also, by the way, has not played 100 games in a season in seven years. Byron Buxton. And uh, I was a day late with this. My apologies. Jose De Leon, for those of you in the 80s and 90s, remembered the tall, skinny right-hander. Good stuff. He died of cancer at the age of 63. And at eight minutes before the hour, that was... That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. So there you go. If I missed anything, well, between the text line and the Twitch chat room. and Oh, they'll let you know, but I think we're in pretty good shape. Okay. Hope so. Hope so. Miss anything at the combine? Got Pat Kerwin coming up in 45 minutes for that. We'll say it's fun to see the notes. I saw the notes for the starting five this morning, scrawled on a piece of paper written in Moulton. This is actually, this is very taming. But you know what you should see? And I don't know what your scorebooks look like. You should see. In fact, I got a scorebook here. That is an absolute mess. Yet, I don't, I mean, I did my own score sheets for hockey, and I only did hockey for the longest time. When I started doing basketball, I didn't do my own scorebook because that game moved too fast. I relied on them doing stats for you. Well, and they have it on a computer screen. So, right. As long as it's updated, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. You don't trust them. Well, not only, a lot of places I don't get a computer with stats updates, so I got to keep the stats myself. Oh, multicolor. I, blue ink, red ink, black ink. Oh, yeah, lines, circles. Spectacular. 